I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides Brad Fur. It is our 80th gathering together here at I Love Gay Palm Springs. John Taylor, Shan Carr, Gay Desert Guide Brad Fur, and <laughs> woo, slow news week, huh? Does that mean we're eligible for a vaccination if we're at our 80th? Ah, yeah, actually, we're going to be talking to uh, our good buddy over at uh, the Coachella Valley Independent, Jimmy Bogle, some uh, breaking news this week about uh, vaccinations. Yeah, a little shift, a little shimmy in uh, qualifications. But I'm not qualified until, I don't know, phase 2A, because I'm under 65. But, you know, and... I don't know. I want everybody to get a vaccination as soon as possible. So I'm not any more entitled than anybody else, even with the diabetes. So, Oh, John, you've been entitled all your life. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Hot kettle. That silver spoon in your mouth. Silver. <laughs> it's more like aluminum. All right. So lead based if you're in Flint, Michigan. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's another big story. Uh, yeah, no doubt saw that uh, they're going to be prosecuting the mayor or the governor, right? The governor. They're yeah. charging the governor. You're a Michigander. Yeah. And my parents both got immunized yesterday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're in their 80s. Um, and you know what? A, a doctor friend of theirs called and said, we have extra doses in the vial. And um, and it's going to go to waste. If you can get down here immediately, you can get your first vaccine. So they oh, both that's got great. in the car, drove down, and they are good. My little dog is clawing at me. He's being a little needy. Lay down. Lay down, buddy. We're all a little needy right now. And this week's I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast brought to you by our local friends at the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism. And the We Are Palm Springs campaign. We'll be talking with Daryl from Wabi Sabi in just a few minutes to hear about uh, locals doing business with locals. Oh, here we go. Another groggy morning here in Palm Springs, scratching our eyes and drinking our coffee and talking with our friends on I Love Gay Palm Springs. We have Dr. Laura Rush and we have Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent. Welcome to it, kids. Thanks. Another slow news day, huh, Jimmy? I honestly sat down at my computer yesterday to do the Daily Digest. And excuse my language, but I'm like, what in the fuck am I going to do here? <laughs> um, I ended up, I think, making the impeachment the fourth or fifth item in the digest. <laughs> because, not because it isn't hugely important, but because I thought there was some news that was more pertinent and more, not more pertinent, but more important urgently to our readers, including the fact that, hooray, hooray, uh, vaccines are now being made available to everyone 65 and over. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the Indio Fairgrounds yeah. location um, ran out of spots in two hours. Yes. And while this is frustrating, and I know it's really frustrating for people who want to get the vaccine, I actually think in a lot of ways this is a good thing because it means we're getting the vaccine yeah. out more. It means that we're coming up with ways the county has activated their crisis response team. It means they're going to be getting out faster. Yep. And, you know, again, we're only 10 months into this counting from when the shutdown yeah. happened. And the fact that every mo a good chunk of our community can now get vaccinated when we have the vaccines is a big deal. So, yeah. And it's a and testament to how old our community is. <laughs> it is. Yes. And we have enthusiasm, which is even more important, too, that we've got people enthusiastic and excited about getting the vaccine. So yes. is everyone at your office vaccinated now? 
Not everybody, not everybody for me. There's a, a, a few and it's not that they're holding out. It's just that they weren't in the office when the vaccines were there to be given out. So they will be getting them next week. I go today, as a matter of fact, to get number two, Pfizer number two. Number two. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, from what I understand, if you've had COVID in the last few months, you have to wait to get the vaccine. Is that correct? No. Oh, it's oh, not. Okay. No, it's not for the last few months. They want you to just kind of make sure that you're feeling better. Okay. So, because, you know, because that you're recovered. I talked to a medical professional recently and I asked her if she'd gotten the, the gotten the, um, the the vaccine yet and she said no she actually came down with covid about a month ago and she while she's recovered from it they've told her to wait a couple of months so there huh. as with so many things there's <laughs> confusion out there but yeah yeah it's interesting i hear that when you get the second one it's like a, your your body really <laughs> recognizes yeah. it i'm and... gonna be feeling like 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 doo-doo later on tonight apparently so well, so are you actually gonna go home and chill out for the second half of today I'm off for the second half of today. So on Thursdays, I have a half day. That's, oh, that's typical. Wow. Oh, oh that was you. smart. Okay, so, all right. I always yeah, so I'm going this afternoon, and then I'll be home with my ibuprofen and on my couch and enjoying the rest of impeachment Thursday, the rest of us. <laughs> Yay! You know, oh my MSNBC. So, yeah. It, no, every, the the few docs I know that that got it this past week said to expect they had some low grade fevers, chills, aches, um, some arm soreness, and then usually within twelve to twenty four hours they were fine. Yeah, and can so you I'll be reporting why next. Why week. that's a good thing? Why it sucks for that twelve to twenty four hours? But why that's actually a good thing and a good sign? Right. Yeah, it means your body's mounting an immune response. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. What the vaccine is supposed to be having it do. So mounting an immune response, it's starting to make more antibodies, increasing inflammatory proteins in the body. They're going to go help and attack this foreign body that's been injected into me. Excellent. So no freaking out. I mean, you know, we're all freaking out every time we sneeze or blow our nose or anything that, you know, <laughs> that we do every day. Well, it's, you know, there's cold weather. So, you know, I've, I've had a runny nose too, but it's cold weather and yeah. the cold air can affect the capillaries in your nose and causes some leaking. So not everything is, is, oh my God, a cold. Not, not for the next few days. We're going up it's to 90 around here. This is now the second week uh, going into the third week of January 2021. If you hear this uh, later in the year or 10 years from now, because podcasts live in infamy, uh, you'll know that global warming was alive and well in January 2021 as temperatures went from the you know 60s and 50s, 60s where they should be, up to close to 90 degrees. Wow. I'm gonna run around in shorts and a nothing out in my backyard and enjoy the sun. All right, I'm gonna send the drone to fly over your right. yard to get some good video yeah. footage. I was gonna say, I'd, put I'd say it on you... wide angle then. <laughs> I was gonna say if you got it, flaunt it, but who in the heck are you gonna flaunt it for these days since we're all in semi-isolation? So. I was in there thinking, oh, I'm, it's great, I'm gonna go to the beach. No, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere in Los Angeles right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, LA seems the scariest of all, Frank. It's, it's horrible. No, I'll be staying right here and enjoying my uh, the sunshine by the pool. Maybe going out on the motorcycle, you know. But, I'd like yeah. to I'd like to ask um, Laura about one more thing that I think is really exciting that is still out there and we're still not sure about it yet. But some preliminary data was released yesterday about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, mm -hmm. and it is. <laughs> 
the the word game changer keeps getting used, but it's a single dose vaccine that normal refrigerators and freezers can handle. And it's being made by Johnson and Johnson, which is massive. And it's a name that a lot of people trust more than Pfizer and Moderna. They make your baby shampoo for crying out loud. So what are your thoughts and hopes on possibly within three or four weeks having emergency authorization of this vaccine that is a lot easier to handle by by the medical professionals than the two we've got right now? So anything that's going to boost the uh, acceptance by the general population is only going to be good for all of us. So if, if they can pull this off and do a rollout and get more vaccines out to individuals who it's true, the name brand is going to have a lot behind it to say, you're familiar with this company. We trust this company. We use these products on our babies for crying out loud, right? They have shampoos and lotions and everything else. And it, the trust will come to help it. It's getting another vaccine on top of Moderna and Pfizer is only going to help with more access to vaccines for the for the general population. So yes, the, if, if they can bring it better, we, we already see they've run out of vaccines or, or not vaccine spots for vaccine appointments here locally. I so wish they could send it out uh, by an Instacart. I could put it in the freezer right next to the hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you accidentally injected yourself with a hot pocket? That could get awkward. I inject, well, I do insulin injections, so I'm like, I'd be okay with it. Hey, you know, if if there was a way to get people to take vaccines on their own, that would be fantastic. I'm still explaining to people on, on a daily basis, people that work in the medical profession, why this is a safe vaccine, why it's okay. Oh. And there's still the biggest issue I hear is, well, it's a brand new technology. I was like, well, you know, yes, but not really. You know, we've been doing vaccines for a long time. And the way this works is a little bit different from what you're used to, but then, you know, it's, you, you have to trust science. You, when you see, like I said, hundreds of thousands of medical professionals rolling up their sleeve, I, I think it's, it's safe to say that it's, it's probably okay. There was a member of Congress in the news this morning who came down with COVID-19 who had had both vaccinations. Th that is a problem for perception. We have already had it explained to us by you. Thank you very much. Why that is a possibility. I think she was between her first and second. Vaccine. Oh, she was? Okay. No, 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 no. This was after this. I just listened to NPR oh. this morning. It was after her second dose. And uh, Dr. Laura Rush, you can take it away from there as to why she might have. Uh... Why she still came down with COVID? Because no one's had the second dose in them long enough for to have it be 100 percent or even 95 percent effective. Remember, we just started vaccinating people. Um, people just started getting their second dose of vaccines last week. So yeah. it takes a couple of weeks after that second dose to be fully immune or mount as complete of an immune response as your body will once you get the second vaccine. And she came down with it because she was trapped in a room with a bunch of cootie dispensing Republicans. Is that the one? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, okay. I remember a lot of this stuff too is, is based on volume too. So if you're just passing people in the street that cough, it's one thing. When you're constantly sharing and taking on more and more of a viral load, that's going to impact how sick you get as well. Or all of those people that came into the Capitol without masks and the Congress people still you know, were breathing that air. On some yeah, I'm sure it circulated within That's, the air conditioning systems, et cetera. And not, not the segue, but that was incredibly frightening what happened last week. And I know we didn't talk too much about it, but it was incredibly frightening, not just from um, an exposure point of view, but, you know, I'm sure we're going to start seeing a lot of these guys 
getting sick with COVID. There were tens of thousands of them without masks marching in that hotspot around DC. And then they all got back on planes and cars and buses, what have you, and dispersed again. And I, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. And if they're gonna do it again over the next couple of days, it's, it's so hard to contain this virus when we're having these ongoing demonstrations and, and coup attempts and, and everything else. It's, it's really very, very frustrating. Shan was going to do the, the the walk socially distanced around Duluth Park with our group, um, you know, a fun and games event and canceled it. And I love the way you said it. I'm not comfortable having people walk in my chemtrails. Right? I just feel like everybody was leaving a little cootie chemtrail behind themselves. So. But Shan, we are on Friday night. I'm going to do a little uh, uh, plug for our... Uh, week inaugural weekend kickoff gay games party night. Yes. Um, you are going to bring levity to uh, a very unlevied situation. <laughs> um, and we are going to have some fun. Drinking games are, are encouraged. This will be Friday night. It's the fun and games department. 10 bucks, I think it is, isn't it? Yep. 10 bucks. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, you're going to, you know, you've got, you got a, you got a tall order to make yourself, um, you know, put on the good old game face of, uh, Shankar, the comedian after all that's happened. So I, 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 I give you, uh, we're going to have a really good time at even yeah. the categories. Like, uh, one of the categories is fancy cheese. Oh, Right. Like I was trying to think of categories that it was, that you know, 80s trivia or fancy cheese. I'm like, enough with the 80s trivia. Like I know I'm bad at trivia and I know all the answers now. So what about fancy cheese from the 80s? <laughs> OK, I'm going to throw that in there. Thank you for that. Good out of here. Uh, oh. You know, our friend Michael Leon Willie, he had something that he's he had a picture of the protesters inside the Capitol. And he said, um, if this was a uh, was a band or a a, a, gr a musical group, what would you call them? And people's comments were great, like "flock of numbskulls," <laughs> "electric white orchestra," <laughs> uh, "Martha and the Vandals." Oh, those are good. That was mine, but yeah. Of People course. are trying to, uh, to 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 wiggle or tickle the funny bone, and and hats off to you, Shan. You do a pretty good job of it. You have to a tiny bit. It's yeah. hard to unclench people enough to make them go there. So I, I know we already have twenty people at least signed up to go to the game. So people are craving a little bit of fun, and we but need still the levity. Jerk, like, is it too soon? Is it too soon? No, we need no. we need levity. It's we need to laugh again. We remember we have to remember our humanity in all of this. You know, we have to continue to go on with our lives and and still be outraged and still be upset and frightened. But we have to we have to modulate that with a little bit of humor and laughing. It's it's just good for you. And also, so, your dogs are a good palate cleanser. When you scroll, you know, doom scrolling through Facebook oh, yeah. and then you, right? you get on somebody's pets, you get on your, your big dogs and your little dog, Shan, and it helps. Yeah. And buddy, of course. So good. Oh my gosh. I, I did that little video with him doing tricks um, yes, earlier in I the week. That. And uh, first of all, it's hard to give him little commands and follow him and try and videotape him and be the boss of him at the same time. 
but God, he's so good. Of course, my mother said, I think you're giving him too many treats. He's going to get fat. <laughs> I said, I love that you can find a negative comment in that beautiful little baby. That's a special skill you have, mommy. Your mom is probably at home right now knitting a wet blanket. Oh, my God, if you could, she would. How funny. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, I love your dogs. I wrote a bratty comment to you, too, something about your dogs, and I'll come over and train you. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. He's so he's so smart, but he's such a brat. I feel like he's been in the terrible twos for six years, but he is only two. He's only two. But he's, you know, he's a shepherd husky, and he's incredibly smart. And he he's very obedient, and he'll he does all kinds of tricks and stuff. But he's very mischievous. But left yeah. to their own devices, oh, yeah. I don't believe the things he can figure out how to get into or do. Oh, he watches me, and I'm always like, don't don't look at me doing this because he'll figure it out. And he's like, oh, all right, that's what and it's a padlock code too, right? <laughs> don't look, don't look, don't look. Actually, yeah. you know how you spell things for your dog? You know, yeah. like I'm gonna go O U T or whatever. Yeah. Um. Because you don't want them like, or whatever. The buzz so phrase. I, I actually spelled something when I was on the phone yesterday <laughs> with, my, with my ex so that Siri didn't hear me. Oh, my. <laughs> we, we started doing that. We have started doing that around our house. My husband, Garrett, um, is a little insane. And I think he's managed to scrimp up enough money to get a Siri in every room in the house. Yes. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. So there are times you'll just say something and she'll just start rambling and it, or the music will randomly come on and sometimes in the wrong room. So yeah, we've start. I'm, I'm getting a little bit afraid of her. I'm staring at the one in, in the home office right now, afraid it's going to attack. Well, and then oh, I yeah. said something about, you know, the, I was trying to avoid my Siri voice and my, Hey, Google said, I'm not intending to impersonate Siri, but I guess I'm doing a good job. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, there's no. Oh story. my God. She, she uh, wow. I didn't even know what to do. Uh, just shocked by it all. Oh my gosh. We're all just a few steps away from the tinfoil huts. That's, oh no, I've got one in the hat closet. <laughs> um, I have the app. So, so Dr. Rush, Speaking, speaking of that, there's crazy conspiracy theories on the on the interwebs because there's hardly any place that they can do this now. But there was a, a post that I saw through an NPR post this morning that um, uh, the, the 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 thinking is that Donald Trump, the reason he's not going to the inauguration is because he's going to a secret bunker and his new space authority people are going to um, uh, uh, set up a special broadcast of his as he as he continues to take over the government. It was it's going to be crazy. a mass arrest event. They're letting the inauguration go on there because otherwise everyone would flee. And as a result, this is going to allow the Space Force, not joking, to come in and, and arrest all of the horrible, traitorous people, you know, Joe Biden and his ilk. And then Donald Trump will come and save the day. <sighs> Oh my God! There's there, there's a lot of nonsense out there. It's worrisome that you give well that that you give it that is. so many people have a voice and it's not a voice of reason. It's a voice of insanity. Yeah. And, and and I was reading it's it's well so much of the the misinformation and the disinformation in society right now is really causing a lot of problems and that in and of itself is really causing this big divide, but a lot of mental instability and you know people don't know who yeah. to trust and that's a problem. And it's also scary. It's well, it's four years of that. Yeah. That's the problem. We right. had four years of this, and Twitter should have done something a long Agreed. time ago. 
um, you know, Amazon, all these guys are way too late to the party. These these people, as you read their tweets and read the comments, they've been radicalized for a yes. long time. And I, there's I don't know how you ever I was talking with a journalist, journalist friend of mine this morning. You don't I don't know how you ever undo this. Maybe when they go to prison, you set up a, uh, you know, a reeducation <laughs> system for these people. I don't know. Jimmy, you're shaking your head. I don't know. Well, I, I, there's also a danger in less outlandish misinformation as well. So many things that I've mm -hmm. seen floating around social media um, over the last couple of weeks, especially, even though they're they're relatively minor mistruths comparatively, they're still, I think, dangerous. Um, a lot of people are under the impression that a lot of the DC folks have been put on the no-fly list. That hasn't happened. Most of those videos that people were eagerly sharing about people being getting off of airplanes and screaming that they weren't allowed to fly either had to do with mask issues or something completely unrelated to the no-fly list. I, we talked in the Daily Digest about something that was circulating that one of the reasons why if Trump was convicted by the Senate, he'd lose all these things, including a $1 million a year travel budget. That's, that's completely made up. And right. so I think that as a symptom of the bigger problem, I think all of us, even those of us that are relatively grounded in reality, need to be careful when we get on social media that we're sharing things that we're 100% sure are accurate. Because so, the, one, the one thing that that uh, Daniel Dale from CNN, their fact checker, talked about, the, the viral tweet that was shared almost a million times that had the information about what happens if Donald Trump gets removed from office again. Right. That was typed in by some random guy who had less than 200 followers on Twitter yeah. and he put it out there because he thought it would make people feel better. And when, um, yeah. when the CNN reporter asked him if he was going to take it down, he said he couldn't because he didn't know, how. know how. And this is yeah, the information that people are sharing. <laughs> I think you could say that he was a rube. He was a rube. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all wanted at the very beginning, we, a friend of mine and I were joking that, you know, the only people to survive this will be the guys who've been on HIV drugs for 30 years, that their bodies are full of antivirals and everyone else is going to die. And the gay guys can't even repopulate the earth. And I seriously <laughs> was going to write some joke about it on Facebook, but I was absolutely certain that people would either think it was hate filled or believe it. And in either case, it was a lose-lose. Yeah. Well, well, the issue is, is believability. And you have you do have to watch what you report and watch what you spread, especially if you're a voice of authority or, or you know, you are a voice in the community. You have to watch what's, yep. what is reported. I see a lot of memes coming from a lot of people that I was like, oh, no, what do you, stop. Don't repost memes, mm. you know, for news. It's you're, you're spreading to this misinformation and... Yep. All right. Well, if you want good information, go to uh, cvindependent.com. Get yourself signed up for the Daily Digest from Jimmy Bogle. It is a curated uh, and vetted uh, source of news stories and actual original reporting that is done by uh, one of the best in the biz, our good friend Jimmy and his staff at cvindependent.com. You're making me blush. Thank you. Wahooey. All right. Good job, Jimmy. And Laura, thank you so much for always for your calm voice and uh, your good sense and your ridiculous dogs. And uh, we love having you on. You guys See be you safe week. and keep your eyes open for the vaccines. I'll let you know if there's more, anything else comes out in the next couple of days. All right, honey. Kumbaya to both of you. Thanks for coming right. on again. See you guys Bye, later. Guys.
My name is Daryl Baum and we're at Wabi Sabi Japan Living. We specialize in imported goods from Japan, so it's all about tableware, Japanese knives, or pretty much anything for home entertaining. So Wabi Sabi Japan Living has been in Palm Springs now for three years. Uh, we've had great support from the city, from uh, our locals, uh, tourists. Um, we just moved to 300 North Palm Canyon. Gosh, it's been six weeks now. So um, it's, we see more better visibility as far as the, the tourists and visitors, but also our locals are starting to find us again, which is wonderful. Uh, locals can support small businesses such as ours by, you know, we do FaceTime shopping, um, in-person shopping, um, whether it be 25% or 25% capacity in store. Uh, we do appointments before we open and also appointments after we close um, for one-on-one -on -one shopping as well. COVID has affected Wabi Sabi Japan Living similar to other stores. Um, we had to pivot and change. Um, one of our customers wanted to help us and also help well in the desert as well as um, other charities. And so uh, they decided to buy some food from us that we would donate. So we ran a series of food drives and that not only helped Well in the Desert, Desert AIDS Project, as well as Find Food Bank, it also helped our store throughout that period, March, April, and into May. Once we swung into summertime, it suddenly customers were coming in, people were coming in from all over. And so we've, we've uh, normalized and we've, uh, we've actually gone up. We are Palm Springs. All right, now we have Daryl Baum from Wabi Sabi Japan Living. We loved your little video and we love, just let our guests know that you are locked alone in your store. You are not dispensing cooties, but we're thrilled to see your face. Tell us about your store. Oh my gosh, so we're a Jap Japanese home goods store. We've been open going on three and a half years here in Palm Springs. Um, we just relocated to 300 North Palm, Palm Canyon catty corner to the Hyatt right across from Bungalow Johnny's. We sell tableware, we sell Japanese knives, we sell anything and everything for the kitchen, home entertaining. And so, and it's ba all based on our experience traveling to Japan. My partner's from a city called Hatsukaichi in Japan, and we go every year except for last year. Yeah, so. So Daryl, when you started the store, I remember you were off in that uh, side alley by what was that? The sandwich spot, and there was a printing shop there. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you had a tough couple of years. Uh, you, I remember you getting started. You're a member of the Desert Business Association, our LGBT chamber, and uh, and you've really flourished. I mean, you really hit a nerve both with tourists who love coming in and buying things from a store like yours and taking things back home, but again. Again, we're talking about the We Are Locals campaign. You've had great support from our local community, oh, yeah. correct? So, so actually what, what ended up happening when we first opened, that location was ideal because we had all the tourists coming in to see the sandwich spot and locals, all the locals going to Canyon Coffee, all the locals going to Joseph Saliba Salon. So we were like right in the center. So, and then we had a parking lot. So it actually turned out to be a really good location for, for developing relationships with locals. So when we moved down here, it helped out tremendously, but also back up to March, when we closed down, we started doing demonstrations on TV. So cooking demonstrations yeah. and on, on Facebook Live. And without our customers, we wouldn't have made it. We actually were able to like go sell between 50 and 60% of the previous year, which is some, some wow. people just closed down. We yeah, also did a series of, of um, 
it was uh, fundraisers for it was it was food drives I should say for Well in the Desert because we sell food products here. So everybody it was Well in the Desert Fine Food Bank and Desert Aids Project, and we ran that over like a two month period, and all the locals chipped in, and so without the local support, we wouldn't be here at 300 North Palm Canyon with this assortment improved assortment, really big assortment today. Do you have a Hello Kitty line? <laughs> no, Hello Kitty is invasive. She takes over. She comes in just one, and then two, and then three, and then suddenly you have like half the store is Hello Kitty. We Hello Kitty is an invasive species. That is a very <laughs> apt. Bye-bye, Kitty. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my God. And Daryl, I'm, I'm hoping that the, I haven't been in yet, but I'm hoping that the, uh, the sake uh, corner is still there. Yeah, so we do. We, we sell sake. We have two licenses, one to retail it. And then we actually will be, I don't know if you can see outside, we, once we're out of COVID, we'll be doing our sake tasting outside. This is a licensed bar on that patio. Oh, I can't wait. We're yeah. looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. During summertime, we have the inside area licensed as well, a section over there. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. We have a really good sake assortment, modern sake, fruit notes, floral notes, never bold, uh, more akin to wine. Well, oh you know, God. it's 20 minutes till two in the morning right now in Tokyo. So yeah. go for the sake now because it's uh, last it's closing call. time. It's closing time. Daryl Baum from Wabi Sabi Japan Living. Thank you so much for being a part of the We Are Palm Springs campaign. Perfect. And, uh, and a member of our LGBTQ community in the Desert Business Association. We uh, look forward to continuing to see your business grow and thrive in downtown Palm Springs. Thanks so much, guys. You take care. Have a good All day. All right. Mask up and unlock. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Daryl. Next on the show, we have Lauren Ostro, who is a resident of Palm Springs and also Los Angeles. He's a commercial real estate attorney and developer of over $3 billion of successful commercial projects over the last 45 years. He has also been a volunteer leader, a philanthropist, a mover and a shaker for the LGBT community. He's on the boards of the LGBT Center in L.A., and the LGBT national LGBTQ, we all got a Q on it now, National <laughs> Task Force, which is the oldest continuing LGBTQ civil rights before there were any of the other letters. Yeah. They yeah. were a civil rights organization. And right now, he has brought together his professional and his personal pursuits, and he's founding a company called Living Out, whose objective is to meet a critical need in developing, building, and operating senior retirement communities for our community. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. That Lauren, is a this is, intro. Yeah, it's a long intro. You've got a I, lot on I skipped plate. over half of it, too. I was like trying to chase around because you've done <laughs> so much stuff. Well, but, you know, Lauren, I think the big thing we want to talk about, and everyone uh, has at least heard of this project, but it's been a while, so we want to get you on the podcast and give us an update of what's happening with um, Living Out. Uh, you've, you termed this an elegant community for active LGBTQ seniors, and that means 55 plus. I'm now in that age range myself. Um, where is this being built? And tell us how the progress is going during the pandemic. It's going to be built on the corner of Hermosa and Tokwich Canyon um, on the north side of the street. Uh, it's a nine-acre piece of land hmm. that uh, is a beautiful, beautiful piece of land with views to die for every yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, Don't say that. 
<laughs> know your audience, Lauren. Know your audience, dude. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the warning. I'll never say that again. Oh my gosh. Views to live for. <laughs> yes, views to live for. Perfect. Um, and you know, I've been talking about this for 30 years. Uh, this idea, because I've been involved since 1993 with the Los Angeles LGBT Center uh, as a board member, and I was involved prior to that as well as a volunteer. And I knew that the demographics were going to be such that our community is going to get old like everybody else, you know. Uh, but I knew that the issues for our community were different than the senior population at large because of the ostracization of our, yeah. of our people, uh, because of the lack of community, family community, um, and that there was gonna be a situation where our people weren't gonna have a safe place to live. And that's exactly what's turned out. I mean, there's lots of senior housing opportunities for people 55 and older, but you hear these stories of you know, terrible stories of the, the two women in, in Missouri who applied recently for senior uh, retirement committee were turned down because they were lesbians. Yeah. Um, and there's this movie, Jen Silent. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, I hate that movie. Yeah, but, but it's a very instructive movie. It's yeah. a very instructive movie of yeah. the need. And what's happened in our community is that there's been lots of development of affordable housing options. Uh, we have SAGE now that's done several in New York. Yeah. My center has done uh, two mm -hmm. at the Anita Mae Rosenstein and Triangle Square. Uh, there's one I believe in Philadelphia. So there are affordable housing options, but there are virtually none that are for people who don't qualify for affordable housing. And so I decided I was gonna you know, I'm towards the end of my career. I've had a very, very successful career. And my business partner, who's a straight guy, he's been my partner for 42 years. We sold our last casino about a year and a half ago. We were in the casino business for many years, building and operating casinos. And he said to me, come on, Lauren, let's do it. You've been talking about it for 30 years. So let's, let's go build this. So we started living out. Um, and the first project's going to be in Palm Springs. And it'll be 122 units uh, for rent. Um, and, uh, I hope that we will start construction by March of this year. Wow. Um, okay. Great. we're very far along with the development of our plans. We're working with our contractor to get pricing. Uh, we had frankly had, uh, raised the equity necessary for this project a year ago. Uh, we ran into some issues because we were going to do condos originally, and condos are yeah. much, much harder to finance, much, much harder to finance because the lender doesn't have any certainty that they're going to sell. Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, they're all asking, well, how do you know that these are going to sell at the price that, that you say? And I mean, people develop condos, but there's a lot of risks to that. Um, and for a new kind of project, the lenders were very uncomfortable. So we turned to a rental model because there's a lot more rental models in the senior housing uh, world that, that um, we could show their success. So right. we feel much more confident that we'll get financing. We have the equity necessary to do this project. So we hope that we'll start in March. 
Well, and quite frankly, that can convert to condos down the road if it needed to, right? It could. It I could. mean, you're not supposed to say that's where you're headed, but it but could. It's highly unlikely. Oh, okay. Uh, highly unlikely in this in this circumstance that that will be. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be an, an amazing project with amazing amenities. Uh, we have a very significant pet park uh, facing Tockwitz for our residents. And, and next to it, the city wanted a retail building on Tockwitz. So we're building a retail building that my tenant is going to be a pet services. Uh, oh, I love it. And so we'll have grooming and daycare and, and uh, nice. overnight care. Uh, we'll have a beautiful restaurant. Meals will be included to a large extent uh, in the rent. Um, wow. the, the units will be very, very nice. The, the one bedrooms are uh, almost 50% of one bedrooms, and they'll be about 1,100 square feet. Uh, the two bedrooms will be between 1,500 and 1,800 square feet. Um, there'll be a theater. There'll be a lounge, like a Starbucks kind of lounge. Um, there'll be a gym. Of course, there'll be a gym. Of course. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be a salon. Uh, there'll be beautiful pool out, outside with spas. I, I think we're going to have three spas. There'll be a uh, putting green. Uh, bocce ball courts, beautiful walking trails and gardens. It's it's going to be a wonderful place for people to want to live. And you can walk to downtown. You can walk yeah. to downtown. Yeah. Well, and yeah, given this environment with all of the amenities, is it a sort of open to the public situation as well? Or is no. it? No. no. Okay. No, it's not. The only part that will be open to the public will be uh, the pet services okay. building. But it's all for the residents. And, and you know, the, the biggest issue for me is to provide that sense of community. Yeah. For people as they get older. And, you know, you see it. You see it in, even in Palm Springs. People say, well, why Palm Springs? You know, it's such a, a welcoming community as it is. But as people get older, you know, they lose that community. Yeah. Um, they don't go out as frequently. People don't come in as frequently. And, you know, I, I just don't think that that's the right thing for our people. I think, I think you're really onto something. I'm in Canyon View Estates. There's 28 units around our pool and common area. And I can tell you, especially during COVID, how close we've become, all of our neighbors, yeah. um, even those of us that have had differences, we've put some of those aside. And, 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 and then you multiply that by the six uh, groups of Canyon View. And, you know, we're out walking our dogs in the morning together. We've really built this sense of community. And I can see where something like with living out where we, where it's every, you know, it's, it's all LGBTQ. Um, there's, there's some real commonality there. Um, I can see where this will really uh, be a great place for people to to live out those twilight years, um, starting at 55. So twilight years could be 40 years, right? You right. could live That's to right. be 100 yeah. these days. Right. I look forward to being the Gladys Kravitz of this community in the future. Uh, will you be competing with my husband? I'm sorry. <laughs> and the rest of us, girl, how do you think you are going to get to be her? <laughs> We're going to have a kick line, a Kravitz kick line, for God's sakes. But, you know, Brad, you, you talk about, you know, the community and, and our community knows how to do that. Yes, we mm -hmm. do. You know, because we, we haven't had the luxury of turning to family. So we've yeah. created our own families. We've created our own chosen families, our right. own communities. And we certainly so it's have. something we're very, very accustomed to. Whereas in the straight world, they're not so accustomed to that. Well, I'm excited. 
Go ahead. No, I was just, I, I'm really excited to see this move from that condo to rental uh, area. Uh, you know, when we were seeing, when people were seeing the pricing on the condos, yeah. I think um, that that's caused a little bit of, I don't know, consternation or just concern, like how could I ever afford something like this? I really want to be in it. And now that you're in that rental market, I, I think it's going to really open the doors for more people. Does that make um, it more accessible? Is the rent a little bit more accessible than the mortgages might've been? Uh, the rents, we haven't settled on them, but I mean, people kind of react when they hear like $4,000 a month. Right, yeah. Uh, because in the Palm Springs market, that's that's pretty high. But yeah. if you look at the senior housing retirement communities in like Palm Desert and Rancho Mirage. Yeah, he's, yeah. And, and when you add the fact that you have all of these amenities and meals. you have uh, 21 meals or whatever that works out to be, you know, it, it, it will be, I think, much more approachable for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Do the math, man. Add it up. Plus just the liberation, the freedom. I yes. think that fear that you, after a lifetime of coming to terms with who you are and coming out and living out, the idea that you have to put any of that back in the closet for your final years, which is when you ought to be like having a cocktail and Exactly. Heck no, I'm not good. I, you know, it's not that I'm paternalistic, but I don't want to see people go back in the closet. I don't yeah. know. Particularly this generation, which was the first to come out of the closet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're so proud of what you're doing. We're excited to be behind you and tour your place as it's open and lend a hand in any stage. So thank you for well, pioneering you. this project. And thank you for inviting me. Go Boston. We'll have you on. We'll have you yes, on it's so update. nice to hear a New England accent. It's like coming home. Thank you, you Lauren. Where, where are you from, John? I grew up in Woburn and Melrose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that quite well. <laughs> I saw you in Woburn. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Steve's Ice Cream in Somerville. That's where I was. Oh, my God. I went to Emerson, so definitely. Uh, oh, did you? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my brother-in-law works at Emerson. So, Shan. <laughs> oh, anyway, you know, we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk later. Okay. Thank you for inviting me to speak. We're looking forward. Lauren Ostro right. from Thank Living you. Out. The Elegant Communities for Active LGBTQ Seniors, which is going to be breaking ground, hopefully, in the spring of 2021. Thanks, Helen. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. We are now joined by two wonderful men of our theater community. Uh, Michael Shaw, our local um, co-founder of Desart Performs, and one of his performers, Vinny DePonto. Uh, Vinny, you are going to be doing um, a virtual show called Mental Amusements. It's opening this week as a part of a uh, online series. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about what you've got going on. Thank you. Well, I just do this for an hour. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wow, actually a virtual that sounds hot. mind reading show. It's a, it's a virtual th theatrical show. Um, I'm a solo performer in New York City and I do off Broadway shows um, that are driven by mentalism, which is a form of magic, it's sort of the psychological sect of magic. Um, and, uh, and that's typically what it is. So it's a sort of theatrical mind reading uh, event, if you will. And um, yeah, I, that's the best way I can describe it. And if you participate, uh, so, yeah. will you get your mind read? Is it like, <laughs> I need a volunteer, you know, so, in those shows, like from the movies, that's what they do. Right. How do you, how do you get your mind read by uh, Vinny? 
Vinny, let me, let me jump in here for just a second, just so we can kind of get the setup. So there are two tiers of tickets that people will find when they come to the website. Um, um, there's the front row experience, which are very, very limited. Those select eight people who have paid the premium price for front row, those are the ones who are interacting directly with Vinny through StreamYard, through a, a, a format like this. Yeah. And he does all of it through that. And then there's a second tier, which is the general viewing experience. And those are the folks out in the world who don't want to participate for whatever reason, because they have dark secrets they want, you know, hidden. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, want, they, they sit in the back you know, and they just watch and they can interact with each other through a chat session. We call not- ourselves lurkers. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the two, those are the two experiences that you'll have when you buy a ticket. The $54 one is front row and then 39 is the general viewing experience. Great. And Michael, uh, does our performs obviously impacted like all of our other performing arts organizations. So I applaud you for trying and finding something new to continue to raise money. I know your organization along with many others taking donations as well and just trying to stay relevant and trying to stay um, you know, afloat during during this tough time. I see there are some uh, grants finally out there for the not for uh, not for profits and performing arts organizations. So, good luck to you and potentially uh, securing one of those as well. And Vinny, we are looking forward. I'm going to I'm going to come on. I'm going to participate, and I'm looking forward to being in the audience. I don't know if I'm uh, bold enough to be in uh, the front row, but you'll you'll see me on again. Um, and we really look forward to um, this and the other things that Does Art Performs brings forward in the coming months. Hey, um, guys, I want to offer, we do want to offer your listeners um, a, a special discount for the oh, show. Oh, thank you. Um, if you would like to get the front row, front row is normally $54. Um, right now through the weekend, we're offering uh, the front row for the same price as general viewing experience oh, for your listeners. Um, and they just have to type in the uh, discount code, which will be all lowercase guest dash FRFF. So guests front row friends and family. Oh, oh nice. Well, so, that's very we'll put nice. That on the podcast. Thank you so much. That's You're a welcome. great offer. Now, mind you, people have to jump on this because those tickets. No, I like, get it. I might I know. Now. All right. I may consider that's front so row. Cool. Congratulations on thinking outside of the box and outside of the mind. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure people are loving it. Congratulations. I have to tell you that Vinny did get his hair cut. <laughs> uh, this is it, after. You know, no, I, it almost went out of frame. So in order to keep it in frame, I had to. I used to, to have um, a clip on just like that. Oh. That's some pretty sexy hair. It makes somebody want to grab you by it, right? Mm. In a happy way, in a romantic way. You know what she means. You've already read her mind. I didn't mean to mind. sexualize you. I'm a lesbian. I'm harmless. <laughs> Thanks again, well, on Michael. that hair Thanks grabbing you. note, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank guys. you. Nice thank to meet you. Good to see you again, Michael. Uh, take care. Bye. 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 We're ending today's show with our look at what's happening in I Love Gay Palm Springs. We've talked about a couple of things earlier in the show, like our Fun and Games Happy Hour inauguration with Shan on Friday night, the 15th. And it was so good to see uh, Michael Shaw and Vinny. Um, That's coming up. Now, more fun and games coming up as well. Bowties and Bears virtual speed dating with Alexander Rodriguez. 
is Alexander and I uh, were on a speed dating last Friday night and we had a great time. We had a whole bunch of men and it was a 100% match rate, either for friends, business or for romanticism. Um, we've been talking to uh, Mina Hartong and she's doing her kind of her Mrs. Mabel, Missing Mrs. Maisel uh, event with the center. That's this Saturday. So many other things going on. Um, there are some other fun men event things that uh, Hugh Heisel in New York produces. The Women of Moulin Rouge and Montmartre. Montmartre is that right? Uh, this Saturday. Montmartre. Um, Montmartre. Montmartre. It's where the artists are. There you go. Um, There's uh, some other things. The Cultural Center is doing cinema under the stars. Um, We're trying to get more people in the younger community to get COVID tested. So um, while we are working on immunizations for the older folks, a reminder for younger people to continue to get tested with Freebie Fridays. And that's happening in the Indio Fairgrounds. And you get free food if you go for Freebie Fridays. Phew. Um, Boucher doing their virtual wine tasting. The center's got a whole bunch of virtual events coming up. And in a week or two, uh, we're going to be doing the Info A Go Go, where you get to learn about all the community organizations. Gay Desert Guide participating in that virtually. Oh, I used to love going to Info A Go Go. Yeah, that's such a wonderful event. Um, This week, Tom Hanks' new movie, News of the World, is uh, going to be a... uh, drive-in event at the Mary Pickford Theater. And we are selling that as part of our Hot Deals program this week. You get $45 in entertainment dollars, which would be enough to get you and your carload of people in, and a few concessions from the concession stand. Valued at $45, we're selling it at half price for just $22.50. So take a carload of people to the Mary Pickford drive-in this Friday and uh, through next Thursday, January 21st, to see Tom Hanks' new film, News of the World. And again, you're supporting a local business. The Mary Pickford Theater, uh, part of DePlace Entertainment, has been struggling as well, and I would uh, urge you to support them if you can. Final thing today, two new partners. We welcome uh, uh, the Bachnovich Law Offices, with seasoned attorneys delivering skilled representation to clients all other all over Southern California, and especially here in the Coachella Valley. And Fix Auto. When I got rear-ended in the uh, Tory Nissan Leaf, uh, I went over to Fix Auto in Palm Springs. Now, they have four locations, Cathedral City, Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and Indio. And uh, they did a great job getting the Nissan Leaf back to its original state. All right, yeah. so if you get rear-ended like Brad. <laughs> you. Oh, stop. Take it to fix it auto. That's awesome. Isn't that great? They mm-hmm. were kind enough to come on. I loved I loved working with them. I'm like, you guys need to be on Gay Desert Guide because people need to know where to get their car fixed. All right, Shan, you and uh, Smidge are... Um, are uh, are looking very comfortable there. Uh, we've had a great week. Thank you so much. Uh, always a pleasure to join you too on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. All right, Shan, you have a, an event uh, tomorrow night. Are you going to be doing our, our inaugural weekend uh, hangout happy hour? Yeah, it turned into a game night, right? Oh, okay. That's the game night he was talking about with the fancy cheeses. It's tomorrow at six o'clock, and. Uh, 
But there'll Bring be a little politics. There'll be a little politics in there as we welcome inauguration weekend. We got some positive things to look forward to. Absolutely. Looking forward to it indeed. We're going to put a little humor in your politics. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It was fun to see all the guests this week, and we sure love Gay Palm Springs. And we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. As Laura Rush says, be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Is it safe yet? It is. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Fur. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.